instead of getting the brownie, right? The thing you love so much is like, I can't eat the brownie, I can't eat the brownie, it's gonna make me fat and blah, it's got gluten and, blah, 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 and the calories and what are my steps, you know, all the things. It's like, sit down, eat the damn thing, but eat the thing. like, thank you body for metabolizing and digesting this beautiful brownie yes. perfectly. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to High Vibe Knit. We are so happy to be with you again this week. We have a very magical and amazing guest, and she just so happens to be a chef. And we've never had a chef on the podcast before, so we are so excited to introduce you to Miss Chef Amber. She has restaurants. She has a cookbook. She has a cooking class. She has all the things going on. And today we're just going to talk to her about you know, getting more high vibe and intentional with your eating and your cooking habits. Maybe we'll talk about some superfoods. I don't want to get too much into it right now, but (laughs) Amber, I would love if you could tell the peeps kind of where you're from, what you do, how you got started, and then we'll dive into some juicy high vibe food info. Great. Okay. So thanks for having me on ladies. Um, so I'm from the South and migrated out to California to open up one of my first restaurants about 20 years ago. And my background is classical training. I trained in a Southern Italian kitchen and I was the only female and worked 80 hours a week and ran this restaurant for about 10 years and really burnt, burnt myself out. And my adrenals were out. I was addicted to caffeine and um, sugar. I was struggling with a sugar addiction and eating disorder, disordered eating and over-exercising. And I knew at the end of that career, my body basically took a crash. I was like overweight and inflamed and unhappy. And I knew there had to be another way. And I had been abusing food my whole entire life. And so I basically long story, story short, had this like spiritual awakening and got cracked open about 11 years ago and started to realize that I can heal myself with food. And I knew that the healing properties of food are so profound, right? And I was ready to stop abusing food and have a healthy relationship with food. And I knew that there was other people that were craving also to heal themselves with food. And so I opened up the Source Cafe 10 years ago and that's in Hermosa Beach. And that is my original restaurant. Um, Everything is made with integrity. And um, I put a lot of love and passion and there's a lot of intention that goes into all my food. And that my passion and mission in this lifetime is to make a paradigm shift in the world through food and help people realize that what we put into our body matters right now. And um, my second restaurant, I opened in the middle of COVID two years ago, and it's an elevated experience still with the same integrity and same intention that I put into the food. Um, I do also offer um, biodynamic organic wine, but everything is gluten-free and dairy-free and we make our own breads and our cheeses. And, but I also have wild, um, wild meat and fish because where we source our food is really important. And so um, that's where I'm at right now. Um, yeah. So that's how I got into, I forget what your original question was. Yeah, <laughs> it was all of that. I'm in Southern California, but that's like, I just wanted to state my mission, like of what, where my drive comes to create the type of food that I create basically from my, my rock bottom and my health challenges. Yeah. That's so cool. I just want to eat everything you make. <laughs> I trust you immediately because I know that where we get our food is just as important as what we're putting in our food yeah. and you know all the hands it's passed through and how much processing exactly. it's had and 
Yeah. I'm always going to speak from the perspective that I have, which is a mother of three boys. And I am constantly worried about, are they getting enough vitamins? Are they eating enough fruits and vegetables? Am I giving them too many Cheez-Its? I don't know. Just always, it's always something. So it's really, um, it's refreshing because I know that this idea of healthy eating has always been around, but it's refreshing to know, you know, especially now there's so many options if you want to do it in a nice way, in a way that's good for your body. Like it doesn't have to be difficult. Right. So I do want to talk about, um, spiritual led, what is it? What is it? Spiritual led chef, spirit, spirit led chef. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can you explain what that means? Cause I would honestly, it's not something you would smash together in a nice little sandwich. Yeah. So, so what does that mean to you? And, and how do you kind of bring that into your work? Cause I just think that's so cool. Yeah. So I, st- when I finally started my spiritual journey, I got really deep into meditation and intention setting, and I wanted to heal my relationship with food. And so for me being a spiritually led chef, I mean, I have a very devoted morning practice of meditation and visualization. And so for me, it starts with how do I want to feel today? What do I want to create? Like what types of food do I want to create? And for me, when I'm um, man, of, I, I'm a, I do transcendental meditation, so I meditate twice a day, but I, that really helps my intuition. And so for me, if I'm like stuck on a menu or I know that I want something that doesn't have nightshades and garlic and onion and like, how can I take, or I'm looking at something like help with like a parasite cleanse or something. And, um, I get more ideas that come to me through meditation. And I also want to visualize how do I want to feel in my body, but I want to visualize my customers and how my employees feel and the energy of the restaurant. And I have my restaurant feng shui and I have dragons everywhere and I bury dragons and like I just and I set intention to the food so I'm not just going to make something and throw it at yes. you like, Ooh, okay you know what I know that this is going to have pumpkin seeds and this is going to be really great for somebody that's struggling with a virus or a parasite and this would be a really amazing smoothie and so I feel like for me the spiritually led I mean I like I don't bless everything but I always speak to my team like hey it's really important that we have a lot of gratitude while we cook because mm-hmm. our energy goes into the food, right? And so we did, we do gratitude circle in the morning and that really helps shifted the energy. I do a lot of energy work in the restaurants. I mean, I sage and feng shui and Palo Santo and I've got crystals everywhere. And I really feel like setting the energy and the environment for the team then trans, you know, aspires to the, to the guests. So that's kind of the spiritually led chef part. And then I really believe that like we can infuse the food with so much love okay. um, also, and you can feel it. Yes. And I do want to talk about that because I took a, uh, you know, one of the classes I took a while ago, the teacher was talking just very briefly about, you know, different things, fluoride in the water and toxins in the food and just kind of touching on it. Cause somebody had a question and she said, I just, I just say the simplest thing before I eat which is just my body will take in exactly what it what it needs and it will flush everything else out. And she goes, I do this with water. I do this with food. I do this with anything I'm putting in my body. And I never really connected prayer, you know, like the traditional praying over food yeah. with just simply setting an intention. And I had always grown up praying over my food and I thought it was ridiculous, yeah. but now as an adult and like learning what I've learned, it's like, well, that's exactly what you're doing. You're exactly. setting intention for the food, which is such a yeah. beautiful thing. Can you, um, I don't know, I'm sure, I mean, I don't know, are you, if you have any expertise or 
pointers for somebody who wants to be able to set an intention for their food, even just before they, they eat or drink. Um, I love that you do it before you make it. And and while it's being prepared, like that's incredible. But just for somebody who's like, let's say they make a meal at home, what could they, what could they do? Yeah. So for me, when I'm sitting down by myself at home, I always put my hands over my food and I say, I always just gently say, thank you body for metabolizing and digesting this food perfectly. Um, my body is so strong. And then I really just send a lot of light and love, depending how advanced you want to go light and love into the food and no, and if say I'm eating wild bison, like thank, thank you bison, like thank you for these nutrients or thank you for these wild eggs, right? Wild yes. and, and then eat it. But for me, if it's like quick, it's like, thank you body for digesting and metabolizing this food perfectly. I have perfect metabolism and I'm thank you food for, you know, rejuvenating and making my body feel, feel so strong. It can be like super simple and stuff like that. Right. Especially when you're eating out and you don't know what the quality of the ingredients are. I love how you just gave your example, but it's like, if I'm out because we can't live in a box and I've been there where I'm like, Oh, I can't eat out. And was like obsessed with all that in an unhealthy way. But it's like, thanks body for metabolizing all this and digesting what it needs and let, letting go of the rest. Like my body is healthy and I am strong and yeah. And yeah, I love that it it doesn't, I'm sorry, Kels, one more thing. I'm sorry. I love that it doesn't put all of the, the work on the food necessarily. You're yeah. also bringing it back to like, no, my body's, my body knows what to do. Like it's my got body this. Knows what to do. Yeah. And a lot of times, like as a mom, when I'm like distracted or just like my, my priority is to get the food in their body. Right. It's like yeah. eat the salad. Right. It's not. And I, and I would love to be able, I think after this conversation, which has reminded me of this practice of, you know, blessing the food or, or setting intention is to remind my kids, like your body knows exactly what to do. It, it wants this. It wants this food, whether your tongue wants it or not, your body yeah. wants it. Yeah. And just kind of helping them be more empowered to, to do that now because they're young. And if, if we can, you know, and I'm speaking to parents and just any caregivers, really, if we can set those habits early, like you're doing such a service for them. I, I had it, but I think it was in maybe I kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater because it was like religion and I'm just not, it's not my thing. So I kind of was like, that's, it's all dumb, but it's not, it's not all dumb. And if you can, and I think that's the difference between a lot of like spiritual versus religious people is you can take what works. You can take what works. You don't have to take it all and whatever feels good for you do it. So I definitely think after reminding myself and having this conversation with you, like that is something I'm going to start doing at lunchtime today because it's just so good. It's so good. And I wanted to talk about it for just a hot second because I know people, you know, can use this and it's such an easy thing to do. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I love that you brought up the alchemizing of the food practice, because this is something that I love to do, especially like, like how you said, if you don't have control over like the meal that was made, or sometimes I feel like especially called to do it, if it's a food that I know isn't the healthiest, for example, I love mac and cheese, I'm never going to stop eating mac and cheese. So every time I eat it, I will, of course, bless it and infuse Mm -hmm. it with good energy. And especially like when I'm eating meat, I like to connect to the animal, like how you said, thank it for existing for its life. And I like to go like really quantum and just think about the oneness, like cellularly, I'm about to become one with this animal, like how we all are on a spiritual level, and just take it in with that gratitude. And even if it didn't have the best life, I can alchemize it in that moment, giving it my love and affection and know that that's going to change the chemistry. And when it goes into my body, it will be received better than only before. So yeah, you go on a whole journey 
Yeah, I like to like psychically connect with the food, depending on the meal. It's absolutely great. And I love what you said about um, one thing I coach when I coach um, some women sometimes about having tried to have a healthy relationship with food and like, instead of getting the brownie, right? The thing you love so much is like, I can't eat the brownie. I can't eat the brownie. It's gonna make me fat and love it. It's got gluten and the calories and what are my steps? You know, all the things it's like, sit down, eat the damn thing. But eat the thing. Like, thank you body for metabolizing and digesting this beautiful brownie. Yes. Like I'm going to love this brownie and I'm going to love and enjoy every single bite. Now that's hard for a disordered eater because mm-hmm. I struggled with disorder binging and restricting for 30 years. And so, um, it's like, well, how do I not eat like a hundred brownies? Um, but for <laughs> me, it's like, it's the restricting part. It's like the more we restrict ourselves, the more you want it. Love, then the more you want. And then our body energetically is like, well, screw you. I'm going to hold on to that weight. And then yes. we're spam it. so anyways, I don't want to get off topic there, but that was, no, that's important. It, it, it's, it's, yeah. It is important and it is actually, I don't have the details on this research, uh, so don't quiz me, but I know that there was a test, you know, there was like research uh, project done where they had like a control group um, and then another group, what's the opposite of a control group? I don't know what it's called, but you know what I'm saying? Two groups of people. Yes, thank you. And let's say they gave them both, you know, hot for Sunday, hot for Sunday, right? They're both trying to lose weight. One person thinks positive thoughts like, oh, this is so delicious. Oh, this tastes so good. Uh, I know exactly what we just talked about. I know my body's going to do exactly what it needs to do. The other person is like criticizing and judging themselves and down on their self and, and just like pissed off the whole time they're eating it because they know they shouldn't be eating it and all this thing. It has a different effect on your body. It just yeah. does. And we, we know that thoughts carry energy. We know that intention carries energy. Everything does. Why not just enjoy it. (laughs) And I know it's, I've never struggled with weight. I know it's easy for me to say and disregard everything I'm saying. If you want to, I just, I know what I know. And what I know is thoughts are extremely powerful. Your own voice is extremely powerful. So you have every, every opportunity to use that to your benefit. And, and I love what you said, eat the damn brownie, like eat it. (laughs) And bless it. And like, bless it. Exactly. Be so grateful that you get to enjoy this beautiful treat and yeah, energy is everything. And I feel like we hold on to so much energetic people that struggle with weight and stuff, hold on to so much energetic weight. And then you add cortisol weight, like not eating. I don't like to say, talk about mindful eating because that's a trigger for disordered eater because then it's like, what does that mean? But it's more like not shoving the, the plate of food, even if it's an apple or broccoli while you're standing, like can you yeah. sit down and can you eat? Do we have to rush around and like putting more, being more intentional? I like to say intentional eating versus mindfully because mindfully eating is like the person that can sit down and chew their food 20 times and eat slowly and know when they think they stop to stop and eat like a lady. And it's like, I don't eat like a lady. I'm a volume eater. And I was a disordered eater for 30 years. I don't know how to eat mindfully. So mindful eating is like, that's fine. That works for people, but it's more like intentional eating. Okay. You know what? I'm not going to stand in front of the refrigerator with anxiety, eating an apple because an Mm -hmm. apple or a brownie doesn't matter energetically. It's still doing the same thing to my body. Right. And I'll catch myself when I'm anxious and I'm working at home and I'm going to like, why are you eating apple right now? Right. It's like, sit down, slice the apple. If you want to have apple, like sit down and eat the, eat the apple. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's an, yeah. So you heard it from a chef guys, an apple and a brownie. (laughs) 
No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I know, I know. Energetically, if like, if you're so stressed eating broccoli and apple, right? Yes, Versus yes, exactly. you're like not stressed and you're like, heck yeah, brownie and this glass of wine. I'm telling you, I went away to Europe and was eating bread and cheese and all the things came back. And I, I was like, there is no stress. I was the same weight, maybe lost a pound. And then here I'm eating this amazing, perfect diet, whatever perfect means, right? Which is not, and so clean and exercising and my cortisol levels were through the roof and I wasn't sleeping. And I gained like four pounds that week because it's, right? Yeah, it's yeah. So yeah. Well, it's that energy of resistance, right? We always talk about from a manifestation standpoint, the resistance is like the quote unquote enemy. Like it's not helpful to have resistance and it's not helpful oh. to have resistance to food, especially if it's something that you love and you want and would be yeah. nourishing to you to some degree in that moment. Like I love mac and cheese. I don't eat it every single day, but when I do eat it, I don't think, oh, this is so bad for me. This is going to make me fat. I think, exactly. oh, this is my favorite food. I'm so excited to dig <laughs> in. What a treat. This is nourishing yeah. for my soul. Even if it's not like the most nourishing for my body, yeah. like it's nourishing me on some level. Yeah. Um, and when you shift your focus to that, I think it's easier to consume like those treats without having the resistance. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that, um, um, Halicious, my cooking show, there's an episode of my favorite comfort treats. And I speak a lot about um, enjoying your comfort food without feeling deprived, right? And I have a mac and cheese that I make and it's all plant-based and I'm not vegan, I eat meat, but I wanted to show nachos, banana ice cream and mac and cheese full of plants. And like I said, I'm a volume eater. So I want to be able to sit down and be like, oh, this is so good. (laughs) Like I want like the plate of nachos and the mac and cheese and the ice cream where yeah. Like I love the term volume eater. I'm going to start calling my fiance that because he eats so much. He used to play football. He's a giant. So okay. He's in a literal giant. He's six, seven. So he obviously needs more food oh, than okay. like a normal person, but also he just eats like all the food <laughs> and he's been getting better since he's with me, a more normal, smaller size person. I'm like, you know, you don't have to eat four plates like every time we eat, but oh, I'm going to, wow. I'm going to call him that. I'm going to be like, I know what you are now today. You're a volume eater. <laughs> volume eater. I'm going to take away from this retreat pure happiness, new friends, new amazing friends, and the confidence to live my life again. My favorite part, because it's the most important part, is the healing. I don't remember a time when I was more embraced and cradled, and there was an angel in every single woman in this group for me. Every person deserves to have this experience, to have this awakening, and to feel fulfilled in their life. I could not have asked for a better six days of my life. You become a better person, you meet awesome people, you go home with a whole new tribe of soul sisters. If you're thinking about doing this, do it. There's no reason not to. This October, I'm taking a select group of women to Mexico to experience themselves in a whole new light. Not only will we be doing the healing work, creating mindset shifts, and learning self-love tools, we will also be playing on the beach, resting by the pool, and bonding together in sisterhood. If you're feeling ready for the girls' trip of a lifetime, join us. You can apply today at kelseyaida.com retreat space is limited so take inspired action now and a pro tip you can invite a friend to save $500 each on enrollment I'll see you in paradise
So can we talk about in, I know you said mindful eating. I have some colleagues who practice and teach intuitive eating. Do you use those interchangeable? What do you know about intuitive eating? Are they different? Yeah, I do. I think mindful and intuitive eating are very much interchangeable. Um, I think yeah. intentional eating is, is different. So intuitive okay. eating again, and mindful eating is like, being able to listen to your body, know when you're hungry, know what food you want to fuel and nourish your body, right? It's it and and that is something that as a just somebody that's very struggled with severe eating disorders and, and stuff, like intuitive eating is a really big trigger. And so mm-hmm. I have a book that comes out. I have two books that are coming out, but one of them is called Hungry Why I Effing Eat. It's about my relationship with food and and it that intuitive eating is a is a it, it's it's tricky. But I like intentional. I like intentional yeah. because okay. then you beat yourself. Because then, if at the end of the day, it's like, oh well, crap! Did I not eat intention or did I not eat intuitively today? Did I not eat mindfully? And now it's like, well, and now my head's spinning. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm compulsive about not eating mindfully. Right? Well, and it's completely understandable why people with any kind of uh, eating disorder or um, struggle really begin yeah. to lose. Uh, they need, I, I can see why they would jump to the next diet or jump to the next yeah. fad or because they need, they feel like they need direction. Like I obviously don't know what to do. I need somebody to tell me what to do. And so I understand why they can be attractive, but also in the end, probably not sustainable. Probably I think we've learned from the diet culture can do more harm than good, really. So I love your approach of like, not everything that has worked for other people is going to work for you. You need to figure out, you know, and, and you help them with figuring out what would work for them and, and nice, easy, um, uh, what's the word, uh, nourishing ways. <laughs> is that too pun intended? Um, nourishing ways, but, but nurturing, thank you. Nurturing ways where you, you don't, you're not judging. You're not coming at them. Like, like I said, I immediately trust you and everything you say, I can imagine how somebody who is looking for something like someone like you would feel completely at home and at peace because you not only understand the struggle, but you know what to do. You've navigated it in, in a way that, that works. So, um, I don't know what my point was, but you know, I, but, but except that I can understand why somebody would, would look to direction and lose trust in themselves and maybe not know what the hell intuitive eating even means because that involves a lot of trust in yourself where you might yeah. not even be close to that yet. So yeah. I can I can understand why that yeah. would be maybe a little bit triggering for people. So yeah. thank you for clearing that up and explaining that. Um, why do we need to care about where our food comes from? That is a big question that I think a lot of people need an answer oh to. Oh my like, goodness. I know, but I want people yeah. to you know, understand. Okay, so I feel like I could talk, this is one of my most passionate topics. <laughs> I could talk about this for hours. Okay. I want like a show on Netflix one day. Like that's what I'm manifesting about. Manifesting. Yeah. So what we put in our body matters. So if you just want to start with even like vegetable oils, right? Like really paying attention, like what oils are in your food. And so like, I only use at my restaurants, avocado, coconut and olive oil. We fry in avocado oil and, um, and even we use like ghee and butter, but I feel like if you're going to the store and you want to buy chicken, let's just use chicken as an example. And it's not, um, organic and you don't know what farm it's from. And it takes a lot of work. If you're listening, y'all, it takes so much work. Um, you can find a regenerative farm that does amazing practices, but if they're eating 
first of all, they're injected with antibiotics and hormones. Okay, so that's in the eggs and the chicken. Next, they're eating feed that um, are GMO. So GMOs are sprayed with 12 million different pesticides, but also glyphosate, which is almost becoming one of the number one biggest cancer, right, causing um, thing that's in our food. It's basically you're eating Roundup. So basically, like if you're eating regular chicken and eggs, unfortunately, it you're basically eating Roundup because the chickens are now eating some pretty dirty corn and soy, and you don't really know what else they're feeding these animals. And now that's going into your body. And if you're somebody that eats chicken four days a week, and you're having autoimmune stuff or thyroid stuff or fatigue or even weight issues, you know, cleaning up your food. And I know eating, if some people are always like, well, eating organic is expensive. It is expensive and it's a luxury, but you can also go to farmer's markets and you can find farmers at markets that aren't technically organic because they can't afford the organic label, but they have very clean practices and they're not spraying your blueberries with literally berries are sprayed with 12 different pesticides. So what I, I knew I was going to get freaked out all over again, but I, I knew it, but I had to ask anyway. I just knew. I know it's crazy. And so we serve, <laughs> you know, the food obviously is clean at my restaurant. We also serve clean wine, biodynamic wine, because I'm not going to serve dirty grapes. I mean, honestly, the wine industry. Don't talk about the wine, girl. But you know what? Dry farms wine, the great source, you pay for it. But old world, meaning like France and um, Spain and Italy, you can find clean organic wine where they're not spraying a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think too, to finish up this, cause this is seriously, I'm so passionate about educating people, like going into the quality of the ingredients and what we put to our body matters. Like if you're listening to this and you're so overwhelmed, just start by flipping over the labels of the food that you're buying. So say granola bars, it's one of my favorite things to teach. I teach meal prep and I have a bunch of different snack balls that I teach the recipes are everywhere, but look on the back of the granola bar. And if there's 20 ingredients, half of them, you can't pronounce mm-hmm. that we don't need it. If the, I know the kind bar, kind bar is so sneaky. Everyone thinks it's so healthy. The first ingredient I think is like corn syrup and then it's sugar. And then it's, there's yeah. vegetable oils. And we really have to stay away from the seed oils and from canola oil. They really wreak havoc on our body. Yeah. Uh, it's really, I mean, there's a reason that the U S is the fattest, most obese, sickest country because there's 175 preservatives that the U.S. is legally allowed to use and put on our food that's banned in Europe. So there was an Instagram, one of the girls I follow, Food Babe, she had like Doritos or Oreos from um, Italy and Oreos from here. And yes, they're both processed, but the Italian ones, same thing, exactly same, like same. The Italian ones had like, I don't know, 20 less ingredients. We don't need all the colors and the, and so start to prepare your own food. People say to me, how's, what's the best way to take control of my health? I was like, you've got to start preparing your own food. And it takes a lot of work and it talks a lot of willingness. And I know it's overwhelming, but you can start with snacks. The snack industry is the sneakiest industry. The RX bar, I'm not a basher, but that's one of the sneakiest bars. You know, be careful with labels that it's like real ingredients natural. Um, you know, what gets me is like, I'll pick up about a bag of blueberries and it will say gluten-free, vegan, natural. And I was like, of course it's gluten-free. It's yeah. a berry. It's berry. <laughs> they but just want to be able to say it because they know most people have no idea, or at least like they see it. And then something in their brain goes off and they're like, oh, it's good. You know, without even like yeah, it's straight yeah. the next thought. So just so start- stupid turning over the labels, reading your labels, you know, really realizing 
is this real food? Is this really good for me? When you could make a, a raw oatmeal ball at your house or something like that. Yeah. And there is, um, just as an aside, I actually started uh, a while ago following this person called, I don't know what her Instagram handle is, but if you just Google Instagram, I read labels for you. That's literally what she does. She reads oh, wow. the ingredient labels. And and I, the, the general rule of thumb is if you can't pronounce it, it's it's probably a processed ingredient that you don't need in your body. Let's just be real. But if you want to go the step further and have somebody explain it, um, I started following her and it's pretty scary and interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I just, yeah, just the visual, the vision and the picture that I remember seeing of the the guys or the people spraying these plants in full hazmat suits is keeps still keeps me up at night. I'm like, if you are so protected and you are spraying our food with the thing that you're trying to be protected from that is like how is that not setting off so many alarm bells how is this legal it's insane people, people die in the mcdonald fields like picking the potato like they're, they're these are real stories and so we have the highest rate of cancer in this country so anyways i could go off for five thousand hours on this topic the end to sum it up is check your labels really be aware of the oils you don't need canola oil in your granola bar you just don't it's not necessary there's hundreds of healthy granola bars um and start preparing your own food like maybe mm -hmm. start with snacks for your kids um those are like the two biggest things that really can start to change like somebody's way of like um being more intentional with the food that they're eating and feeling better in their bodies yeah yes so two things yeah. One, to I want to touch back on the comment that you said about how eating organic can be more expensive. Yeah. I would argue that getting cancer is a lot more expensive <laughs> than eating oh, yeah. organic. So if we're going to make, yeah. I mean, if we're going to be complaining yeah. about that, like if you really can't afford it, that's one thing. But if you're just complaining that it's more expensive because it's more expensive, I would say to lose your health is a lot more expensive. So just yeah. keeping that in mind. Yeah. And, and then also personal question. So if we're not using canola oil, would that mean we're not using sunflower oil? Yeah, I don't use any seed oils. So what am I supposed to use in my gluten-free waffles? Yeah, so you can use um, avocado. Okay. Coconut, avocado or coconut oil are my favorite oils that we use. Um, sometimes I use um, not an extra virgin, but just an olive oil in some of my cakes that I make. And but um, coconut oil and avocado oil, I basically use avocado oil in, every, in everything. And um, I'm just gonna say, I made brownies. I only make brownies now with coconut oil instead of vegetable oil. And they yeah. are so much better. They taste freaking amazing with coconut oil. Yeah. They're so good. And once you switch, once you switch, then it's, yeah, it's, 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 you're not even gonna be able to tell the difference. It's pricier, but it's, it's so much better for your body. Okay, awesome. Good to know. Cause I wasn't, yeah. Cause I'm definitely not a chef. My mom, it's sad because in my lineage, everyone's great, amazing at cooking. Uh, they all love cooking. And then there's me and I'm like eating to live. I like, don't really like cooking. I don't have, like, she says she has the palate of a five-year-old. Cause she eats like I'm cursed with the picky eaters curse from my dad's side. So it's like a whole uh, situation. I would but, love to cook for you, Kelsey. I love <laughs> oh my God. I would love if you cooked for me. When my fiance told me that he liked to cook, I was like, be mine, please. <laughs> I need someone to feed me. <laughs> That's it. Well, that's, that's a good question. Cause remember when I was writing a question down in the beginning of the episode, that was the question. What do you do when you don't like to, I don't like to cook. I don't, I like to bake, not, a I don't like dinner time. It's so stressful. And it doesn't help that I have three kids who don't like hard. anything. It yeah. just, I know I'm setting myself. I feel like I'm like 
it's a self-fulfilling prophecy every single day because it's like, how do you like your food? And then don't like it. But uh, what do you do for people like Kelsey and I who maybe aren't inclined to, they just don't like it. I don't like it. So what do I do? Yeah, if you don't like to cook and if you don't like to cook and you don't have like the, the willingness or the time to, to meal prep, say on Sunday for the week. So at least you've got meals. For me, it's like, okay, if you hate to cook so much, take one day, knock it all out, put on some music, maybe pour a glass of wine if that's your thing. And then just have some snacks and foods or maybe start with snacks if you've got, you know, financially, if you can afford it. I mean, there's plenty of places that do, you know, meals for the week, mm -hmm. but that's obviously how, how deep you want to go, right? Mm -hmm. with, with how much money that you can spend on that for healthy meals for your family. But I think meal prepping um, at the beginning of the week um, is, is like where it's at because making dinners, especially dinners on the fly, just does not work, especially when you have <sighs> Right. And it just doesn't work. So what I try to coach is like, go ahead and roast some chicken thighs, like make the rice, like steam some veggies, like make the sweet potatoes, like whatever your thing is and have some granola bars and some muffin batter ready where you can just pop or pancake batter. And then through the week, it's like, you can piece it together. Maybe just start with one meal. Maybe it's like, you know what, I'm going to commit to or three dinners a week. I'm going to commit to this. I know now that I've got the mac and cheese ready. All I have to do is pop it in the oven. I know I've got my bison burgers ready. Like, like, yeah, it's, but it takes time, effort. It takes a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you do when you also hate to clean? And so you save all your cleaning for Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> which is currently my, I save all of my cleaning for Sunday. So does that mean I have to also take Saturday? You know, oh you make, gosh. you make time for your priorities. I'm just, I'm, I'm I just saying I, know. I should do it. I know. I know. It's so hard to get people, you know, the meal prepping is hard. I always start people with snacks first because snacks are easier. It's like have stuff for smoothies and smoothie bowls. I've got a ton of granola bars. And one of my favorite things to demo for moms and kids, especially kids are these, it's an oat blueberry ball with almond butter. It's got flax seeds. And one of my passions about cooking to us is sneaking healthy yes. ingredients into stuff. So like my mac and cheese, the sauce is made out of carrots and I have a tomato sauce that's got handfuls of spinach, a picky adults, picky kids. I've got flax, hemp and chia all in the oat ball. Now, if my nephew saw me putting all that stuff in this, this oat blueberry maple delicious almond butter ball, he wouldn't touch it, but he rolls it. He, I can give it to him. So it's about, you can add a little collagen powder for extra protein. You can see collagen powder into any I have a lot of collagen powder Ooh, I never thought of that yeah pastas tomato sauces I mean if you've got picky kids that are like I only eat butter on my noodles great you know what you're getting two scoops of collagen on that you're never going to see it you just got 40 grams of protein great uh, I need oh to do gosh. that with myself <laughs> Because I'm the butter noodle child that you just described. There you go. Yeah. Or with your mac and cheese. If you're like, okay, Kelsey, I'm not, you're not getting enough protein. Then you add two scoops of collagen in your mac and cheese. You now up to your protein game for the day and you can still have your decadence, right? So you know what? This is going to change my life. Thank you for that one tip. Because <laughs> I remember like in my early adolescence, like in high school, I was just eating noodles, like all the time. Like that was what I lived off of. And I went to the doctor and I was like, I'm so fatigued. Like, I don't get it. Like I'm super active. Like I'm doing all the things I sleep good. And they were like, well, what's your diet? Like, and I was like, you know, I eat a lot of carbs, I eat some cereal for breakfast and I eat some noodles for lunch and then whatever oh. my mom cooks for dinner. And they were like, 
mm, if you're gonna be eating noodles like every meal you at least need to have some protein so your blood sugar isn't like going through the roof and I was like oh, okay <laughs> yeah it's it's a whole thing but if you put, you know, if, if you're making nut milks or even milkshakes or you can put collagen in everything. It's my nephew is six and he's so picky and I have picky adult friends. And like I sneak, um, I sneak vegetables and collagen into everything. Mm. Hey, Lindsay here. What if I told you, you could get unlimited access to some of my best hypnotherapy, mindset hacks, and courses right at your fingertips anytime you want it. It's all inside my Align Your Mind membership. Joining AYM gets you instant access to my entire digital hypnotherapy library with topics for any desire you have, plus a huge selection of bonus content, courses, trainings, and resources for deep, long-lasting transformations that I reserve for members' eyes only. Whatever you desire to embody or release, I got you covered, and there's always something new to explore and benefit from. Your biggest desires are waiting to be achieved, and the AYM membership can get you there. So to join and get more info, hit the link in the episode description and start exploring your limitless potential. Hey, hey, just wanted to pop in with a real quick announcement to let you know that I'm hosting a free self-love workshop for women. So if you're a woman on a self-love journey and you want help breaking through, it's basically going to be like a group coaching session. So show up, bring a friend. It's totally free. It's two days. So we'll do two separate hours, one on July 12th, one on July 13th totally live. It's going to be super, super fun. So just go to the link in our show notes to save your spot and I will see you there. Do you have like a favorite collagen? collagen? You know what? I don't want to name drop today because I'm in between like a brand change. So, okay. you know, Fair I enough. Do know that bull. I know. Um, I do know that bulletproof is, um, he, Dave Asprey has a good, a good collagen. Like, I think is there any we should stay away from? Um, I don't have any right now. I mean, vital okay, good. Good vital proteins is a good protein, but um, there's something questionable that's going on, and so I'm trying to figure out the 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 other the other one. Mm, Okay, good to know. So it sounds like we should just follow you on social media. So when you figure it out and you post about it, then we'll know. (laughs) I was actually going to ask you about like what should us moms do for our kids but I'm so glad you brought it up because I didn't want to be I didn't know if you had kids or if you had if you just no, I kids. have nephews and I have tons of people I cook for yeah like yeah moms and groups of kids and stuff but I do not have kids but I always say that like how can you sneak in spinach to the tomato sauce carrots into the macaroni the mac and cheese sauce which I have in my delicious my on YouTube and I can give you guys where to find me at the end but um, smoothies and smoothie bowls. Um, my restaurant source cafe and Hermosa is famous for smoothie bowls because I use frozen vegetables instead of fruit. And so, but I make them really creamy, like ice cream. So the purple mm. bowl is a frozen purple, sweet potato and cauliflower. And then it does have a little bit of blueberries, but by the, with the sweetness and the creaminess, like it's bright purple. And now your kid or your picky adult is now eating sweet potato and cauliflower you cannot taste the cauliflower like you can you can hide frozen cauliflower and with a banana and a smoothie for a pick for a picky someone I have cauliflower ice cream I make with tahini and maple and like I can get like the pickiest people to eat it it's amazing it's really just like sneaking how can you sneak it in (laughs) Mm, I like it the sneak approach the sneak attack 
you can really do that with snacks, parents. You can really do it with snacks. Like you can really sneak some like omegas and seeds and stuff, really grind them up and blend them up into especially like the bars, homemade bars and balls. Yeah. Mm. It's all about the texture for picky people. Yeah. So the more yeah. you can grind it up yeah. and make it look like it's not there, I think that is extremely beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah. ask you about some of your favorite superfoods. What are okay. your faves? Because I know there's like a lot of hot topic, like, oh, this is yeah. the food, this is the food, that's the food, this is the food. Like, what are some of your favorites? Oh my goodness. Okay. So for me, for superfoods right now, I'm really big fan of um, chlorella. Mm -hmm. algae or blue magic, especially chlorella, because I feel like I'm always wanting to help with the removal of heavy metals from the body. Um, and there's so many bioavailable nutrients in, um, chlorella. So that's one of my top favorites. I've been taking that forever. Um, I'm really big into the mushroom family, um, which are also adaptogens. So like lion's mane and chaga and reishi, like these are all great for balancing the nervous system to brain health, to cancer fighting properties. I mean, I have a whole, my whole first episode, I have a really amazing doctor on that. We talk about cancer fighting foods and we, and adaptogens. And we, so we talk about our favorite superfoods, cacao, raw cacao is probably a, one of the most top and that's an easier one for people to know. And that um, will give you energy, but it will boost, um, you know, there's a reason why we eat cacao and sometimes it makes you happy, right? So it kind of releases the happy, the happy hormone. Um, but it's also can be calming um, for your nervous system and it's loaded with antioxidants. And so for me, I don't drink a lot of caffeine. And when I'm craving something and I'm like feeling really tired, I have like a raw cacao adaptogen hot chocolate I make and it's got some mushrooms in it and maca root, which is another favorite superfood of mine. Uh, with I have all of these things and yeah. they sit in my pantry. Like okay. I literally, I'm, I have all of I have these so things. many recipes for you girl. Like you're going to love, you're going to love. Cannot my wait. And I already have some of these out um, that are live already on YouTube for my cooking show, Felicia. So I've got so much on Instagram. Like there's, I have so much stuff for you. I have maca powder. <laughs> like, yeah. What a random thing yeah. to have. And I have it and it's literally sitting there because I bought it because I had this like inspiration to make all this stuff with it. And I just sat in there because I got intimidated. Amber, I got intimidated. I'm not go. going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> And anyway. that's awesome. I love it. I love all of this. I think everyone's mm -hmm. going to go follow you after this for all the recipes <laughs> and all the tips. But what I would love to do is maybe wrap up this conversation, head over to the Patreon, which is where we put our extended episodes. And maybe on the Patreon, you can give us like one or two of your favorite, super easy recipes, maybe for people right. like me and Lindsay, maybe it's like a smoothie yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and then if you could tell everyone before we go, like Hold how on, they can connect with you. Yeah. I have one more question before we go to Patreon. It has to be in the episode, not okay. in the Patreon. Okay. Go for it. What would you say to people who are struggling with weight, have, have a perhaps unhealthy relationship with food? What would be your number one step, first step to repairing that relationship? Because we didn't talk a lot about it, but I think that that is so important and so overlooked is the energetics between you and food in general. So I don't want you to give too much, but what would be your advice for somebody who has no idea where to start and really wants to help start to repair that dynamic? Repairing their relationship with food? Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a big question. I'm sorry. No, it's so good. <laughs> it's like my most passionate. It's like literally, it's like got my, let's see. Um, 
repairing and having a healthy relationship with food, I think it all first starts with loving and acceptance where you are right now. That is the number one thing. It really has to be, you know, you can try to lose the weight and try to eat perfectly and try to do all the things, but if you hate your body and you can't look at yourself in the mirror naked and you're not in acceptance of where you are right now today of what is, what is today? It doesn't mean it's like this forever. It's going to be, you're going to fight a battle uphill. So I think the first thing that I always try to like coach and teach is like, really learning to step into some self-love practices, which really has nothing to do with food. But when you really love and accept yourself, and that's a journey on its own, then you're more able to make healthy choices when it comes to food. So that's like the first thing. And then with that, it's the same thing is if you're an emotional eater, a binge eater, a restrictor, that's just the symptom. It's not the root cause. So really start to look at, okay, I hate I hate my body. I feel so uncomfortable in my skin. Why am I, why am I eating right now? Right? Oh, I'm eating because I need, I'm afraid to have this authentic conversation with someone. I'm not being honest with myself. I'm feeling triggered at work. I'm in fear around money. I'm in fear around this, right? Start to really get out and like get comfortable sitting in the discomfort. And like this, again, I could go forever, but you know, it's really that tip is not really around the food. It really has to start inward. I believe that for when I, started to heal my relationship with food in my body. It was a spiritual, it started spiritually. I had to first meditate and really lean into faith and trusting I can't do this alone. And then that led to me, cause I, I hated my body. I hated myself. I couldn't look in the mirror naked. You would have said, tell me all the things you love about yourself. I could list like three things. And now, so just start with baby steps. It starts inward for sure. And you've got to learn how to like show yourself some yummy love. Because if we're not loving ourselves, how can we make intentional choices around food? Because when I, when I was like so bunked up about my body and I was like, I can't stand myself. Of course, I'm going to go for the thing that's going to soothe that because I feel so uncomfortable. And I don't really want to look at really what's going on in my life. That's a deep, deep dive into like I could talk for hours if anybody's listening wants to reach out or dm me like this is i speak about this all the time so it's like a very um passionate topic but to end that it's like be care be easy with yourself you know have compassion for yourself if you're listening because it's really like this is a a daily practice to start to love yourself and make healthy relationships with food and and knowing too that like um it's really accepting where where you are now and like mm -hmm. eat the brownie if you want the brownie don't eat the brownie because you're numbing and you think you're going to get fat. So, which I still struggle. I mean, it's a daily mm -hmm. practice for me to be like, oh, wait, hold on. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I have anxiety. I'm in fear. I don't feel like dealing with my shit today and looking at myself. So, you know what? I want to eat because that's like an old best friend. And so, what I've learned is to sit and this is like going to go too deep. So, because if somebody's listening, it's like easy for you to say, because believe me, y'all, I binge. I was a chronic binger for 30 years. I get it. Like I've done all the things with food, mm -hmm. totally messed up, embarrassing things with food. And so it's, it's a journey and it starts inward. Yes. Mm -hmm. You yeah. heard it I'm from Chef Amber. So hilarious. I really could just feel like that was the one question people wanted. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't, I couldn't go without asking it. So it. thank you so much. That was a beautiful okay. response. Thank you. And then I'll just lead into like um, a couple things, my projects I'm working on and where you can find me. Um, my book, Hungry, Why Effing Eat, 
that's not released until the end of this year. And it's about my relation, my dynamic emotional relationship with food that started at eight years old. And then I give tips and tools on how to have a healthy relationship. It's a very raw, vulnerable book. And I say all the nasty, dirty things I've done in my life and then show tips and tools. So that's um, coming out at the end of the year. And then um, my cookbook, which is um, pre-order right now, it's called Sexy Nourishing Food to Fuel Your Body, Mind, and Soul. That was a three-year project and it should be on the shelves here in about a month. So that's like really, really exciting. Is there stuff for kids in there? There's, well, you know what? I have a lot of, so the book is actually 90% plant-based and that there's a, because I wanted to show how sexy and beautiful plants are. And then there's the last, that last chapter is bison, eggs, and fish. Cause that's mm-hmm. what I eat, but, um, mm-hmm. because we're so fiber deficient, but there's a lot of smoothies, smoothie bowls, and there's a lot of sweet treats and desserts. So yes. And then I, there's, you can, yeah. Um, Love it. and then, um, my cooking show that's out right now, it's called Holicious. And it's how to live a holistic lifestyle. It's on YouTube, Chef Amber YouTube. It's free. Episode five actually comes out this week. Every week has a theme. Last week was detoxing. And then I had a guest on with for breath work, um, indulging foods without restricting is this coming up Wednesday. And I show my mac and cheese recipe, nachos and banana ice cream. And the holicious, what I wanted to fuse was my tips and tools for holicious living. So I show my goddess dance, a naked mirror practice. I'm not naked. Yeah. Um, journaling, meditation. I have a doctor on. I have my trauma coach that I do generational trauma healing with. He's on. And then, of course, I cook. And so it's it's really special. It's been a mission and vision to like really help, I don't know, um, help uplift and inspire. And so you can see that too on YouTube. And then if you're in the South Bay, um, I have a restaurant in Hermosa Beach, the Source Cafe, and then 924 Kitchen which is my elevated experience restaurant in Manhattan beach. And I am chef Amber LA <laughs> and you can see, go there to get my, uh, my website, um, the link tree, which I always am posting recipes and reels on my Instagram. And I have a blog. So you guys can get all, all the things guys. Yeah. Chef Amber LA is your Insta. Yes. Cool. Does anyone say Insta anymore? Cause I do. Yeah, do. <laughs> Oh, this was so fun. Kelsey, this was so fun, wasn't it? Oh, where'd you go? Oh, I, I can't hear. Oh, sorry. I was <laughs> muted. <laughs> so I was typing notes for the show notes and I always mute my mic when I do that. So it's not like click, click, click. <laughs> but um, yeah, this was such an amazing episode. Thank you for saving me from my curse of being a picky <laughs> eater. I'm going to use your tips. I'm so excited. And hopefully you know, probably a lot of people out there aren't like me, but their kids are like me. So hopefully Mm -hmm. you can help your kids (laughs) with some of the tips and tricks from today. Everyone definitely pre-order her book that helps authors a lot. Pre-orders matter. Um, so yeah. And then the other thing I was going to say is Lindsay, I'm so glad you asked that last question because how hilarious that of course the answer comes back to self-love and feeling your feelings like how we talk about basically every single week on this show so yes (laughs) Yes. amber you're in perfect alignment with our message so we definitely love that thank you so much for being here and um yeah we're really excited oh i do have a quick announcement speaking of self-love i'm hosting a self-love workshop a free like live group coaching session type of shindig on july 12th and 13th so i'm just going to link in the show notes if you want to register for that it's totally free and it's going to be a really cool event so if you're like "Ah, i'm loving this food stuff and she said self-love where do i learn self-love boom i got you we'll we'll help you as a team okay 
Yes. Amber, any, any last thoughts you want to give to the people? Any like parting, parting wishes? I think um, of everything we've been talking about today, whether you want to start meal prepping or look, exercising more, or having a healthy relationship with food, you just, you have to pick one small thing and all the small mm -hmm. things add up. Don't try to cut out gluten and sugar and caffeine and alcohol and find the diet and start exercising five times a day and meal prepping, like set realistic goals for yourself and have compassion for yourself and really um, know you're doing the best you can because it can't happen overnight. Yeah. 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 I think a little bit at a time. It's hard to go too slow, but it's definitely easy to go too fast. So, you know, they always say every single goal you have, just take one step at a time and it cannot, it, it's just, it, it cannot be said enough because we try, no, I especially do this. If I want something, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I really have to rein myself in Me because too. that's how you get overwhelmed and that's how you get discouraged. And that's how you get, that's how you start over. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. One step at a time. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, and I will share my oat blueberry balls and the purple smoothie bowl on the other, whatever that was. Yeah, because I think kids and parents and adults and everyone, those are the therapy great. So those will I'll link those. Yes, guys. I need those. Yay. Let's go. Let's go talk about it. Guys, yes, we'll see you on Patreon. Patreon. If you're not a patron of Patreon, go to patreon.com slash high vibe. You get extended episodes, bonus content, lovely chats with our guests. We answer your questions. We do polls. We do hangouts. You want to be there. Uh, you can do it for as little as $3 a month and you get all the goodies. So go meet us on Patreon and uh, Chef Amber, do you have a few minutes to hang out with us? Well, yeah. you do. You're going to give us some recipes. Let's go do it. Okay. Thanks guys. Bye, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our High Vibe Net community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe. Every week we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes if you want to be also in the loop that way. And be sure to connect with us on social at lindsayrobinson and at kelseyaida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. Also leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one. Oh,